0: Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe.
1: Ah, Welcome to On My Block podcast, the Green Bay Packer podcast, along with my good friend and teammate Mike Wall. Uh, I'm your host, Amon Green. How you everybody doing? How you doing, Mike? Brother, I'm doing well, man. Good to good to hear your voice. I know. I know. I clicked it on the right time <laughs> <laughs> to get this thing yes, sir. smoking and running down the line. We got a good show ahead of, ahead of uh, I say, today for everyone to listen in. We got some good questions that my man Mike has come up with, good topics to talk about. But before we go on that, i get into this read. Our uh, Bet online is our sponsor. So our partners at Bet BetOnline continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports information. Find all the latest sports developments, including updated odds on the NBA and NHL playoffs, which is about to start up. You got the does NHL have playoff uh, play in rounds or is this just, just the it's, NBA? No,
0: no. Only the NBA could even think of something. So it's
1: <laughs> we'll get into that
0: later. It's the yeah. thing. God, is so stupid.
1: Right. Right. So with that, you got Major League Baseball has just started. You got a tiny balling out hitting home runs, striking people out. He is doing his thing. And uh I don't know if did you see the I know you watch UFC. Did you see the little oh. the taunting of uh the fight this weekend? I can't remember the names, but I remember the one guy who won, who previously lost to him. His son. Style better, had, man.
0: He's the guy, he's the, he's the, he's it. Like he's, he's right. The, he's his the, he son
1: at the last loss mocked him, so he mocked back to the son. Something that I could see so him doing. Do you, do you, did you see when so, yes. the, the history, yes. but okay. So, yes. that was he
0: like, they were teenagers, it was, I mean, classic. It, was a lo- it was a long time ago, right? They probably were teenagers, but they, you know, they're in like the old, it was you know, like the, four the boxing, ring. Ago, they were in the UFC off the gun. That was phenomenal, though.
1: Yeah, the kid when he did it, he looked like he was like six, now he's like 12 or 13 or 14, 15. He started crying. I just don't
0: know if me. I'd be mocking the kid. I
1: everybody's <laughs> different. <laughs> everybody's I just different. I don't know
0: if I'd be like, I'm mocking, like, if I if I just knocked a, a grown ass man out, I don't know if I'm like going over to the kid. And being, yeah,
1: I'm not going, I already did the job. Right. Whatever he did. Right. Yeah, I'm, like, not, yeah, on, yeah, I'm, I'm not I'm not going to walk down that aisle either, but I just thought it was interesting. So fights and even next season's NFL future. So BetOnline is our continued source for all your sports uh, wagering needs. Include live betting and your favorite Vegas casinos and poker games. So call to action here. Let's go. It's super easy to get started. So head to the website today or use your mobile device. Join and use our promo code BLEAV to receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your deposit. And so, bet online, Mike, where the game starts. So, yes, sir. We got a lot of good, news, good stuff Packer stuff, around the league stuff. Get off my line. It's all super topics that we got to hit. So, I'll hand it off back to you, buddy.
0: A- AG, there's just, you know, they're, we're in this like holding pattern right now. You're three weeks before the draft. There's mm-hmm. the, the, the waves of free agency have kind of come and gone. We have some Odo Beckham Jr. news, which is a little bit interesting. We'll talk about it because I think yeah. it's a bigger Lamar, Pax, Lamar Jackson question. But I just wanted to talk about historically one of the biggest developmental opportunities is between year one and year two, right? right? When you're talking about pro guys, you you be talking about college kids, really anything, but year one, year two, it's like you get into the, you're institutionalized into what it means to be a professional player, a college player. Yes. And, and, yes. and some kids can just go, right? Like maybe you were just like, who just go, but some kids, you know, most athletes have to like, okay, I got this figured out. I got my feet wet. Yeah. Now I'm going to put it in. And I'm going to go into overdrive that next year. And so I just want to think about guys this year, and we're just talking about draft picks. We have enough. We have enough of draft picks just to talk about those guys. Right. Who do you think is going to make the biggest jump on the Packers from year one to year two? We could. I don't want to put Keyshawn Nixon in there, but we could. But yeah, let's just talk could. about the draft pick. So I'll I'll, I'll I'll read these guys off to you. Okay. All right. Before just to, so we can remind the listeners, we got first round. We got Quay Walker and Devontae Wyatt. Second round, we got Christian Watson. Third round, we got Sean Ryan, the offensive lineman at UCLA. Fourth round, Romeo Dobbs. Uh, fourth round, also Zach Tom. Then we got uh, fifth round, Kingsley Ignabari. And then three picks in, in the seventh. Tariq Carpenter, safety. Jonathan Ford, interior defensive lineman. And Rashid Walker, offensive tackle. Sorry, four. And Samari Tori, wide receiver, who actually saw some action last yeah, year. So
1: go be great. Of those,
0: of those guys – Tell me, what you think. Tell
1: me what you think. Um, right now, the first one that pops off the page, he was the first one to do a lot of stuff, even in preseason was Romeo Dobbs. I mm-hmm. liked him from the start watching his film. I could just see he was that guy that when he comes into the building, he is focusing, his focus is I say undisturbed. He's there working, running his routes, learning the little the nuances of being a wide receiver and knowing how to beat guys in front of him. I mean, I watched him in training camp practice uh beat um uh what's his name uh, stokes uh eric so and and J. Alexander in in a pass drill in um like a red zone pass uh, competition drill, uh, not competition but a drill and to have that happen in practice with veteran against veteran uh, dbs is huge for a wide receiver because as we know we played with a lot of wide receivers really good ones too it's all about their confidence if they had confidence they were going to win and confidence stems from obviously physically being in the shape you need to be in and then number two your mental what you put in the playbook what you learn from your coaches what you learned on your own from your college coaches uh things like that and what you learned on your own in general and he and he so he pulled he he shows that in his his demeanor he's not he's not overly confident where he's showboating and all that he just catches the ball does his job and then uh, another guy that kind of blossomed a little bit a lot later in the, uh first in his first year was christian watson mm-hmm. and he had that big drop against Minnesota that kind of put that law on his that cloud over his head along with the rest of the team. And then what would
0: have happened if he would have caught that ball?
1: It would have been for the, another entire, game.
0: For the yes. entire
1: season. I mean the it, whole team. Yes. It would have been a different season. He catches right? that ball. Isn't 100%. that crazy? You 100%. think about it. And
0: like we're not over for fans in there, no. like, we're not over exaggerating no. this at all. If he catches that first pass of the year, we could be talking about a whole different NFL season for the NBA yeah, Packers. We That's could how talk big about some
1: it. of those plays are. Huge, huge. I mean, affected that first two months of the season. And Mm -hmm. so it wasn't until December, late November, where he caught that one touchdown and then boom, he's on the map. And so it took him a whole season. And so that's where the first two that pop off um, right at the top of my head of guys, that's going to have a big uh, jump from year one to year two.
0: My my here's my only pushback on that is this. And I I think this is a net good thing, but Mm -hmm. you no longer have Aaron Rodgers right and so, <laughs> oh, so, so if, if you're look but the good I think the good news is and I just was talking about this on another show is I would just continue to stockpile young guys like if I'm going to have a young quarterback if Jordan loves my. if I've already said Jordan loves my guy and he's going to be my guy for 15 years because yeah. that's kind of the timeline we're thinking when we think Green Bay Packers quarterbacks right mm-hmm. if he's gonna be my guy for 15 years then I want to I want to grow my wide receiver, my tight end core, young draft pick and tight end, maybe. Mm-hmm. I want to grow like my running backs are. Maybe even you know they're they're kind of like the old men in the room now. Yeah, they but are. These, you you but think especially not that Aaron, old. right? Aaron Jones. Right. So, Aaron Jones. I yeah. want to grow this group with Jordan. I want Jordan to be surrounded by. Like, I want this group to go to Vegas together. I want this group's families to vacation together. I want mm-hmm. them to work out in the off season together. Like I want that kind of relationship with my guys. I'm not talking about the stadium. I'm talking about in California, wherever, mm-hmm. wherever they all live. Like that's what we want. And you don't get that if, you know, Aaron Rodgers is 38 years old and, and Samari Tori is 22. Yeah. It's like, it just doesn't no. work. Like that doesn't, doesn't don't make sense. Right. So nope. that would be in the short term. I think those guys are going to take a step forward. No question. The only right. thing is they might not have the same quality quarterback thrown at them. Here's, here's a couple ideas, EG. Right so the first thing is I don't think, I don't think Sean Ryan is going to overtake John Runyon jr. So now. right. I don't sure. think Rashid Walker is going to see time. Zach Tom, if we don't pick up a tackle, Zach Tom could be our right tackle of the future true All right yeah he's got to put on some weight but he could he weight could, and
1: a little talk i mean he's not gonna grow but in terms of height but weight wise yeah
0: yeah he's bigger in the chest and you know mm-hmm. i think we're saying the same thing he's, he's he's a little bit i think for this style it and depends you know they can always adjust to the athletes they have on the field they can obviously move that tackle around more if yep. they have a guy like that who can move as well as he can mm-hmm. so that could that can mask some of the other stuff um but he could if well, listen if he goes to be a full time starter and you're, that's the biggest jump you're going to get right yeah um I here's here's two guys that I think need to, we need to see I think Quay Walker is going to make a jump so I'll just take him off the table he played yeah. all year he's he going to he got started. a lot of time yeah yeah, he, yeah he, he's good and bad Devont, Devontae Wyatt has to play learn how to play with pad level because yeah. he's we just got rid of Mean Dean Lowry so Devontae Wyatt has to be a, a starting contributor to this team full-time guy we're going to see him for 35 snaps a game we have he has to he's mm-hmm. just got too much ability in the pass rush like you put him against a young guard it should be lights out
1: yeah the
0: other guy Even from that sec
1: I'm, in the competition down there Yep. no
0: doubt no it, dude george is just like i mean you see the Jalen carter kid man you're like yeah you got, this stuff is like you gotta be Jalen carter by the way he reminds me of rod you remember rod coleman played for the played for the uh Raiders and the falcons yes dude he has yes. moves are like rod coleman they're un like they are unblockable He's just, got, he's just violent the way he moves around. But the other guy I want to talk about, Tariq Carpenter. Tariq Carpenter, okay, we, we don't have any safeties, right? I mean, right, right, right now there's no starting safeties. Tariq Carpenter six 6'3", like 225,
1: bro. Like, <laughs> like, like now Ooh, I know Joe Barry's problem.
0: defense and blah, 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 blah. You need alley tacklers, insert Tariq 6'3", six, uh, six, 225, 228 pounds. If he's got anything – as far as breakdown ability, he's good ankles. He can like decelerate into, into contact when we talk yeah. about breaking down for tackle. Like he fits the profile. Maybe not what Joe Barry wants, unfortunately, but I yeah. it's what I want. It's what you want. I think it's what fans want to see. So yeah. I would love to see that guy get a shot, just knowing that Adrian Amos is gone right now. Yes. Darnell Savage is playing slot slot safety. Like we don't, we don't nickel safety. We don't really know who our two guys are going to be. I want to see that dude get a chance.
1: Yeah, I mean the and size I mean, alone. I love too, but you know what I'm saying. Yeah, the size alone is freaky. To be 6'3", 230 at strong safety, I would just want to see because you're talking about Sean Taylor, <clears throat> size wise. Yes. Yeah. I will. I would yeah. want to see range and physicality. What Sean Taylor well, brought to the game, he you better. Range. You better be
0: physical at that big. Right. right?
1: If you two thirty, you six three, you better be the hardest hitting dude on that field. Period. I don't care what by position. You need to be knocking dudes out on the daily once a game. That's what should be your mentality. Like I'm here to knock people out and get interceptions and make tackles. That's what Bro, I so. Do. I, so I had a man. My,
0: my buddy Brian Russell. Brian Russell is one of the best dudes I ever met, and he he played for the Minnesota Vikings, played for the Cleveland Browns, okay, yeah. and then and then he played. I met him. I met him like I hit him when he played for the Vikings. I met him when he played for Seattle. So I met like him in Seattle together. Yeah, and he goes. So we're both retired we're the same age and he, and he's up there for a game. He's going to university of Washington business school. He's up there for a game and he goes to the university of Washington game and he meets, uh, and he walks in and he's like, he comes in, he comes to my house the next day and he goes, bro, he goes, I'm glad I'm not playing anymore. I go, why? He goes, uh, he goes, I went in and I, I was meeting all these Seahawks, like Lofo was there and all these guys. So he introduces him to cam chancellor and he's like, and he doesn't know who cam chancellor is. And he's like, hey, what's up, man? I'm Brian Russell. I, was, you know, I used to play safety for the Seahawks. And Cam's like 6'5, 240. <laughs> like he's like, six, five? he's like, I thought he was bro, six, he's like, oh he's like he's like he's tick- like he's like tickling his elbow with his with his you know finger. He's like, What's up, man? I'm Cam. I play safety for the Seahawks now. And Brian's like, Yes, you do. Like, yep. same position, totally <laughs> yeah. different player. Like, time to move along. And yeah, that's with like- carpenter. If you look at our old guys and yeah. look at him, you're like, that could be it. That could be a sea change. That would be a fantastic thing. For the Packers, I think if that's we need an a, huge. we need an alley tackler. Yes, we need an alley tack. We need an edge rusher. We need an alley tackler. Everything else is like spoken for. Right, right. Edge rusher, alley tackler. That's yes. what, At least on defense, that's what we really need. So, I think you're right. I'd love to see those receive. I'd love to see. I think Romeo Dobbs is a good one, but I'd love to see Christian Watson just continue right next year when yes. he finished on last year. Yeah, and I good. think. I just think that's going to be. Unless they get a unless they get a tight end to stretch the field with a new quarterback, I think it's just going to be a tall ask. I
1: think it's going to be really hard. With uh, say it again.
0: I just think it's going to be really hard unless they get a tight end that can stretch the field a little bit. Oh, gotcha. I think it's going to be really hard for those guys to have like monster numbers in year two. Like I would, we'd love to see, and it's not. Mm -hmm. I just and I don't think it's because of their development. I think it's just because the the opportunity. I mean, listen, man. If we've already talked about this, you got a young quarterback coming in. Like, who are you going to lean on, Aaron Jones and, and and AJ?
1: Yeah, you have to because um, that's where they, – they, like you mentioned, they're the elder statesmen, which they're not that old, but they are uh, because they put the work in and they've had the the best stats out of any core so far. Um, and consistency, I'll say. Yeah. Consistency is the biggest thing. They're the easy
0: on the offense. I mean, let's just call yep. it what it is. It
1: right? is. That's facts. That's just straight up facts right now.
0: Speak, speaking of young quarterbacks <clears> – <throat> Bryce Young, there's this huge like draft debate, and I think this is this is like one of the few ones that I'm actually interested in. Right. Bryce Young, C.J. Stroud, Anthony Richardson, like, what? How do you think about drafting? Right. Do you Anthony Richardson, the Florida kid, is like unbelievable. Eye candy wise. Oh my god! But you you could fall in and and the. His presence in interviews, the way he talks about yes, the game. he's carrying himself very well. I love everything about that kid. I, I mean, you look at some advanced stats, you watch some tape on him, mm-hmm. the drop passes. I don't see any reason not to draft him one, to be honest with you. Because, again, I just look at it like, dude, do you really think you're like one one quarterback away from going to the Super Bowl? Or are you trying to get like the best guy for the next 10 years? But Bryce Young is the consensus most ready guy. Ag, he is. It's let's forget about how tall he is. He weighs like 175 pounds wet, dude. Like he, he he's are like giving Snoop. him
1: 20 pounds on the on yeah. The he's, like Snoop, he's
0: like Snoop Dogg, man. You know what I mean? So it's like,
1: yeah. it's, Hey, do you, is it skinny. does it
0: matter? Like, do you think it matters?
1: No, 100. percent I mean, I've been playing football obviously since I was six, five, six years old. Size does not matter. Doesn't Bro, matter. At- okay,
0: Ag, tell me one quarterback who's that small.
1: Uh, Russell Wilson, Michael Vick, Michael short. Russell, Vick Russell than him. Wilson's
0: over two hundred pounds. Mike, Mike, Mike Vick was Mike Vick was six six two two oh five. No, no, he was oh, not six bro. two.
1: No, I stood in him next to him in a Pro Bowl huddle. I was talking oh, to right.
0: Mike Victor. So Mike was so six foot tall, but like it's, no, he,
1: it's, he 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 was looking no, up to me. Listen, he I was, was in looking the up NFC to me, bro. South, bro.
0: He, bro, I, I,
1: you, you weren't standing with
0: I know, me. I, I know. I remember him and Steve Smith got into it, and I was like, oh, Steve's almost as tall as he is. Like I thought it was funny, but <laughs> but but Mike. Okay, this kid is he's put on some weight. Yeah, but he but it's he's small. Russell Wilson is not small. Russell Wilson is
1: short. Yeah, he's, he's not solid. Small. He's he got a little bit thicker. Yes.
0: Right. Uh, Ky- thicker. Kyler, even Kyler, I was like maybe Kyler Murray, but Kyler Murray looks physically looks, and he's been hurt, but he yeah. physically looks bigger than this kid.
1: Correct. So uh, he's not taller than him.
0: Do you, do you, well? Yeah. So, but, but I don't think the height's important. Like I don't think he's gonna have a problem getting rid of the well, ball. Well, that's
1: what they bring up all the time. They always I think what up, they you know, go the at height. They always bring up the height because that was a thing when Russell came out. Can he see over think, the offensive line and? I'm like, wait a minute! You got Drew Brees, who's barely six feet. Oh, okay. Maybe yeah. that, yeah, maybe right. that, Come and then Michael you. Vick, like I mentioned. And so that's just something for people like McShay, mm-hmm. uh, Mel Kuyper, to bring up to make uh, points when they're talking on their show. That's it. Because you don't think,
0: but you don't think the size. Like I, I'm with you on the height. But okay, I do, okay. I do Weight think wise, a, I think i having a small frame, being like a, a maybe bone density isn't as as grand as your yours or mine. Right. I th- I would be personally nervous, and like if I put my GM hat on, it right. it does bother me that this this kid looks physically so small because, like, Lamar Jackson is an absolute specimen. He's been hurt in the pocket twice in the last two years.
1: Right, and so yeah, two years. So thinking like that, putting my GM GM hat on, I always think like this, and I watched him. You know, seen a ton of highlights on him. He's been in big games, a lot of great competition. Mm-hmm. To know he is smart enough to get out of harm's way. And so that in, would, college. In, in college. Right. 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 In college. So I would have assume mm-hmm. and also with my coaching staff be like, hey, let's teach this kid. Make sure he continues that he's an escape artist. He knows how to get the harms, get out of harm's way. He knows mm-hmm. how to get the ball out sooner than later. You know, if he's going to throw it out of bounds, if he's not throwing it to a receiver, at least throw it out of bounds, but throw it out of bounds soon enough where you're not getting that excess contact that you don't need. Cause sometimes guys wait and wait and wait and throw it out of bounds and boom, they're throwing it just as they're getting hit. That's the that's what I mean by avoiding hits, mm-hmm. knowing when to slide, get out of bounds, stuff like that. Conscious being uh, as a quarterback, being conscious of that. And you see quarterbacks through the years. Some are really good at it. Some, you know, lack that. I remember RG when Robert Griffin the Third was playing. He was somebody that he tried to be tough it out. And we saw how long he lasts. He was—he would have been a great quarterback still playing today if he knew how to slide and get out of bounds and not take those hits, even after the injuries. Where he should have stuck to, you know what? I need to heal up and not try to prove anything to anybody else. Just you got the talent, but just uh, don't don't let it get run out because of injuries.
0: Okay, so you got your first pick in the draft, Carolina Panthers. Offensive lines on improved campies over there coaching them up. They mm-hmm. drafted a Quan first round last year. They they have a receiving quarter they have running backs they have a great Mm -hmm. defense they what do you need I need a quarterback okay yes I got Bryce Young last year 60 almost 65 percent completion percentage threw for 3,300 yards I got C.J. Stroud 6'2", 220, 215, 66 completion percentage 3,700 yards I got Anthony Richardson built like a tank. Like, okay, so they already had Cam Newton. They don't Newton. like the
1: strong safety we're talking about. Well,
0: they already had Cam Newton. So they're kind of going like, right. oh, he might be a he might be a, a, a more um athletically gifted version of Cam Newton, who we don't right. necessarily have to run the same kind of offense. Right. But from just from just from traits and love of the game, I'm talking about physical traits. He might be the best athlete in the draft. Who do you pick?
1: Hmm. I say Carolina first pick overall. Obviously this will be during the interview process of knowing basically who answered the questions that I, yeah. as a GM for the Carolina, that you, okay, answered that, the question
0: that you loved everything they said.
1: Exactly. And so wh- whoever says what I love when they say it, then that's my guy, mm-hmm. it's, you know, it's so, just,
0: just going to come down to that. They, yeah, we're resonates. not in
1: those shoes for the Carolina Panthers GM. Um, but if I'm a GM I want to see confidence and I want to see uh, uh expert mentality of being a quarterback and knowing that now what you did at college is about to get super complicated in how you prepare for a defense and what defensive coordinators are thinking when they're trying to attack you as you are trying to think while you're trying to attack them, they're going to switch it up. They're going to have DBs cheat coverage to make it look like another coverage, you know, and, and, and school him on that and make sure my coaches that's my job to hire the coaches to inform him of that, because then as long as he could progressively learn and get better, then that's what I want. You know, I want somebody sure. that's going to come in there and be coachable and listen and then get better. Make a mistake. No big deal. Let's get the, see what you did on a mistake. Let's correct it and then move on. You know, I, those that person answered all those questions between CJ, between um, Richardson and um, Bryce. Bryce Young and Bryce Young being being I say from the being under Nick Saban. Has the potential nah. better because he had Bro, the pro he, coaching already. He already had Bill O'Brien. I mean, and Bill O'Brien, right? right what you're exactly. talking
0: about right now, like I'll just tell you, right? Like Bryce Young is going to win that discussion every time. Correct. Just, mm-hmm. just based on if you're if you're basing it on the process he's already been able to go through at Alabama mm-hmm. and what he knows right now, he's got to be higher than those other two. I mean, yeah. just. And, and every everything points to that, right? The way he carries himself, the way he talks about it, the way that people are – I should say, the way that
1: people are talking about his interview process. Correct. But I, I just – You can say the same for CJ Stroud. Charlie Day at Ohio State, yeah, same but, program. You mm-hmm. know, they learned. I mean, some of their coaches were back and forth between Bama and Ohio State, so kind of same – I'm just talking about feedback from – I'm just talking right. about
0: feedback from people that have, have already interviewed him, right? That's right. Like, that just, that's what keeps coming back. I just right. – I have a really hard time. To- like, I have, I have a supreme confidence in my ability to develop talent. So, I have a really hard time letting Anthony Richardson walk. I just have, I because I, because I, no. I, I already go with the yes. running game with the with the offensive line that we have with the tight ends that we like. I can already envision how we're going to run this, and he is just. I just don't think the defenses in the National Football have figured out a guy like Anthony Richardson yet. Like, we're going to talk no. about Lamar Jackson for, in a while. But the the reason that the reason that they fired Greg Roman is because like Greg Roman like drank too much of the uh, of the Kool Aid, right? Like he went too far and stopped developing yeah. the passing game. But but right. that thought process of it. like we're what's love, It's true eleven on eleven. Like I just don't think defenses can account for that yet. I think since Kaepernick came in the league, the, the game changed. Mm-hmm. And sure they've made some adjustments, but a, a true Guy who can throw it and run it at that level, and that when we say throw it, dude, that guy can throw it 80 yards, no problem. Oh yeah, i like, it. Like, and he can really run a four four. I mean, he's they, he's unguardable in, in a defense. So, I give I I don't think they're going to lose the way. It'll be interesting no. to see what happens. I do think, honestly, if you put Anthony see Anthony Richardson in the right and the wrong coaching staff, he could flounder for years. I don't which think which
1: happens a lot, right?
0: And just like, just like I don't want to compare the personalities of Bryce Young and um and the kid from Kyler oh, Murray, easy. but okay. I want but up, but from a talent standpoint, escapability, arm strength, they have a lot of physical characteristics that are similar, and you can see, um, with Cliff Kingsbury, they've had just volatile success. I think a lot of that's on Kyler Murray, but Mm -hmm. my point is, I think with Bryce Young, you're at least going to see, regardless of where he goes, you're going to see, like, oh, man, this kid's, like, this kid can figure it out, and they're probably going to push the blame if they're not doing well on the coach and not the quarterback. You see what I mean?
1: Yeah, yeah, and in a situation like that, I do agree with that, and that'll be tough on that rookie, and then it'll be tough on that team. It's uh, unneeded, unwanted pressure that is going to be at it if that if that's a scenario that pops up
0: hey so this leads us into the next question man. why do you think quarterback is considered the toughest position in sports I
1: because Um, they don't get it like
0: you and i have to fight somebody i gotta fight somebody every play like what the hell i get that it's hard to process but like dude that ain't the hardest thing to do
1: no i say the thing what people don't understand it's the it's the fans it's the media that hypes up and makes the quarterback the sexy position you know From the time I was little, I remember watching movies, football movies, where the quarterback was the golden man. He could do no harm. He had the beautiful wife or beautiful girlfriend. He gets everything. Then when I watched, you know, and by and even by eight years old, I already knew that the job of a quarterback was basically get the ball out, hand the ball off to the uh, wide receiver or to the running back, um, and don't hold the don't throw a whole lot of interceptions.
0: Hand the ball. What's your job? Oh, to hand the ball off to you. Correct. Yeah, you know.
1: <laughs> and so and then, two, you don't get hit that much. You, you you only get hit when you don't make your decisions decisively throwing the ball and getting the ball out of the backfield when you have it, when you're in control of it. So the only tough part is the mental side of it, really. And that's
0: huge. And I, was, it's huge. I mean, it is huge. It could some people say it's like 90 percent of the game right I'm just, yeah. my my point is like well first of all I don't know if we're talking about all sports or team sports like people want to preface this because yeah. like, I'll just tell you like i would <laughs> when you think about hey what's the most difficult thing to do I'd be like go to that octagon and fight for a couple of rounds that's yeah. like the hardest thing to do like or, dude, or this go to, like, or work, go work. to play
1: practice rugby with the with the all blacks yeah
0: so even i don't think i like i love rugby I, You yeah. and i both played rugby yeah i love, yeah. Rugby. love it too but it's it's not it's not as physically demanding as football, man. Cause it's just, there's not, there's not, you can't play it hundred percent all the time. It's a hard sport and you got to yeah, run a
1: you're lot. Your endurance got to be but, ridiculous. But in fighting, there, like
0: end. I'm going to lock you in a cage and like want to use like two man in or one man leave Thunderdome style. Like that's real. Yeah. But the, 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 the quarterback thing has always been super interesting to me. Cause I, I always go like, well, I feel like, like whatever whatever you want to say like lebron james's job or kobe bryant michael jordan whatever their job is whether it's point forward or point like i think that's pretty like there's so many things that are just really hard fluid sports you know yeah. soccer like i don't know it's interesting it, 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 i always figure like if you don't have to take a guy on 1v1 you cannot by definition be it cannot be the toughest position in sports i don't know that's just me
1: correct correct <laughs> <laughs> you know yeah it's it's always going to be the conversation <clears throat> because as long as the quarterback is still going to be the lead of the team, the most moneymaker, um, that question is going to always go out there. As players, we know mentally, yes, it's the most taxing. But physically and mentally total, it's got to be in your neighborhood. It's got to be alignment. Because alignment, what y'all had to know on top of what y'all had to do, you know, like I said, it opened my mind and my game up when I, we started meeting when y'all in 03 season or 02 season but also when i figured out that y'all had to know just as much as brett had to know the only thing y'all wasn't doing was throwing the ball and running the ball (laughs) that was it but i'm like i remember between you flanny marco all y'all would call out the calls and why brett messed it up or why so-and-so you know whoever the backup was that maybe got in during preseason then i knew i was like i had a lot of respect i already had respect for old lineman anyway my dad was one i understood the trenches but then, when I got here and was sitting there in that meeting room with you, with you five or six or seven of y'all, talking and giving out the the verbiage that runs that offense, I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! I, I know who I'm going to talk to when I got it when I need an adjustment yeah. problem." Ask the prop.
0: <laughs> the problem is, uh, it's so hard to throw a damn football well. Like we can't even find thirty two of them. You can find thirty two players that can block. Can, the next guy we're going to talk about, Jalen Carter, but. Yeah, you can't even find thirty-two dudes that can throw a football well. Right. And let me ask you this: so Jalen Carter, off-field incidents. This guy yes. could have been the consensus number one pick
1: at the time. Yeah.
0: uh This guy, I watched this guy. I told you, if you, I feels like watching Rod Coleman. He's like six foot three, three. He's like standard, six foot three, three hundred five, three fifteen, somewhere between here and there. He showed up at pro day a little bit, you know, out of shape, but he had all that off all the off-the-field stuff going. Yeah. Um when you watch the guy play, he is an absolute, no doubt difference maker. Does he? Now, does he, are there plays where he's not making a difference? Like, is he, is he playing as hard as he possibly could all the time? And I'm not questioning his work ethic. I just think like that's NFL next level stuff that you just don't learn until you get there. Mm -hmm. He's not there yet. Like Quinton Williams says that now he he probably didn't do it. He was, you know, back then, Mm -hmm. but as far as disruptive, bro, it, it, this kid is this kid is next level. He's I don't know that he drops to – I don't think he drops to 15. I think his, I think his uh, agent is saying, like, we're not going to do any interviews unless it's top 10 or do any pro business unless it's top 10. Right. But if this kid dropped to 15, do you even ca- – I mean, if you're a Green Bay Packers, if you're Goody, do you even care about his off-fields? I mean, you care about it, but do you care you- about it enough to be like – Nah, we're going to pump the brakes on this guy. Is it too much of a red flag? Is the pro day too much of a red flag or you just pop the <clears> tape <throat> on and go? I I love him. I got to I got to give it a shot.
1: It's, it's going to be one or the other. You either all in for this kid, mm-hmm. but if you have questions don't go for him as a GM, as a team. Don't waste the player's time, don't waste your time. I agree. You either you either love him or you don't. Because players with off the field stuff it clouds a GM's judgment. When they know football, Mm -hmm. the ones that do know football, when they hear stuff or see stuff, this happened, this, you know, right before they graduated or right after the bowl game, whatever, when it happened, the timing of it, whenever it happened, but it's still a topic, then that right there is your way of saying, I'm not going to pick them. Because if you already have that in your head as a GM and you're choosing that player, then you're not going to go full in because when that player does get to the team and maybe something may pop up from his past, you're going to always resort back to that and not give your full support of that player. You feel what I'm saying because I've been a victim of that. You know, I remember going to Houston and some of my stuff. I remember sitting down with McNair, you know, the, the owner, before Cal. he passed away, years before he passed away. And the first question he asked me about my incident that happened with my first wife, ex-wife, yep. when I got arrested in Seattle. So in my head, it's like that's so almost ten years, years ago. Ten yeah. years ago, man. I said, my life. You know, so he's I, I'm thinking. Sitting,
0: P, he's thinking PR. He's thinking, right. he's not worried. Yeah,
1: it's so that he so doesn't I'm care like, about the person exactly between don't care about the person and then looking forward because if you look in the past you are gonna always be stuck in the past that's an owner coach that's that's like a a cliche that i've heard from just living life so if you're in the business world you're looking in the past unless it's something very useful information but if it's not useful like that information is then that coach should be like you know what we're not gonna do a draft jaylor don't waste i'm not gonna waste this time because this is so much in the frontal lobe of my head right now but if you're looking at like what he does on the field he is a problem. He's up on his toes. He's running around like a defensive back, but he's able to have the size of a defensive tackle. That's going to cause problems for defensive or offensive players. Then you'd be like, that's my guy. Those if are had, the GMs that want him. That should. If you, had, him.
0: if you have any, if you had any inclination because you go, okay, what did he, you know what the offseason thing is tragic. Right, but he was. I think they were Very. racing cars or something, though. Right, probably that's what it
1: sounded like to me. Okay. Which okay. is not so, smart. Like, I'm it's college you, right? students, right?
0: You you know that Flanny and I race cars all the time. We're used to, right? I mean, like pe- young kids do stupid shit. Yes, it just happens. all the time. And this is super unfortunate. I'm not minimizing it, but if I was a general manager and I watched the tape and I like and I just I really like what I saw and I and every I watched all this film and you know work mm-hmm. ethic, I I would be digging deep into. I'd be talking to the strength coach. I'd be talking yes. to the nutritionist. I'd be, and I'd just go, "Listen, I get that he did this, but I'm just going to set that aside because it, it's one of those things that's a. Pro, it is a problem and it's tragic, but yes. he's not. He didn't. He didn't hit his girlfriend, right? Right. He's like. There's other things that other when things I look at way worse. Yeah. When I when I look mm-hmm. at other things, there could be some other things that might be more of a red flag, and I always think of it this way, like. What do I really care about? Well, does he is this indicative of him loving football or not? You know what I mean? Right. Like, I want to know work ethic wise, is there anything that I'm gonna pull from this incident with all this other information that makes me go, you know what? I'm just gonna wipe my hands of it. Or is is it turned out that, like, hey man, he's a team captain, he's a leader in his room, he's like right. he's a great rate room. Guy. He's, out first. he's everything you want. Oh, and he had this like he made a mistake. Right, you see what I mean. One it, little then it's like it's a, to me, it's a no-brainer because he's got ridiculous talent.
1: Yeah, the talent is there, and like you said, you alleviate asking those questions uh, if it's those other questions to make sure we're dealing with the we know what type of person and then what type of athlete in the locker room we're dealing with.
0: Let me ask you this: yep. When you I, you were in this business for a while with with the with the D one. Mm-hmm. This the strength conditioning facility. Right now, what do you think about when you think about off-season programs mm-hmm. and you think about let's just talk about not the packers, but just talk about football players? Yeah. What what in in March? Let's say the season preseason is gonna start in July. You're talking about March, April, May, June. You, you have you have so much quality time. Mm-hmm. What was your favorite way? Like, did you like, I'm a big conjugate guy, which means that everyone I'm going to switch up my, I'm going to have like kind of a core way I do business, but I'm going to switch up my lifts all the time. So I was like kind of a hybrid West side barbell, but I'm going to have a, I'm going to have a speed day, dam of a power day, but it's a lot more dynamic movement, obviously a lot more mm-hmm. cleans, med ball tosses, but I'm going to switch conjugate, meaning like I'm not going to bench press every week. I don't care about that necessarily. I'm just trying to be like an overall athlete.
1: Yeah. What was the kind of way that you like to train? um similar to what you just mentioned about yourself i i'd I switch things up i remember one year off season i worked on my endurance a little bit more did a lot of speed endurance training if, if it was on our spin like mm-hmm. actually on a bike a spin by bike in mm-hmm. class or just the way i ran on the track just working on 300 running 300s and, and doing the best 400 i could run down to the 200s a little bit more faster in the weight room um i come i had come from a you know a great background in weight training at the university of nebraska so i took some of those little traits that boyd epley had basically thrown at us and put us through a gauntlet so i would take the circuit training that we did i would take the power lifting that we did with hand clean and squat and deadlift and intertwine from either moving them with free bar or moving them with dumbbells or even kettlebells just to get different modalities down because i knew as an overall athlete you got to be able to do this I should be able to do this with my body and size and weight, you know, in terms of flexibility, in terms of speed, in terms of strength. You know, I know I'll be asked by my teammates or by my coaches, hey, obviously we want you to run the ball, but we're gonna need you to pick up a pick up the blitz and linebackers might be 250. Um, we may need you to run a route like a wide receiver and and break down and come out of that break and run a comeback, you know, coming back to the quarterback. So I was preparing thinking that about how dynamic I need to be. You know, doing different things, working out like a basketball player, getting that endurance there and obviously agility along with that. But then switch this, switching it up, always working on my quick foot drills and in my explosion. And just that I say that then that all all around athletic ability where, you know, put, putting myself in different areas, doing functional training as well uh, from different sports you know, all through the offseason, but continually doing it five days a week.
0: Yeah. The, the biggest thing now is like when I when I talk with the athletes now, can you move right you know, this is, and it sounds stupid, but we don't really spend uh, that much time. Do you? Like, that's huge. Like, People don't you, understand that. that can huge. you bear crawl? Can you play low to the ground? Yes. Can, can you get in all fours and crawl around mm. on the ground and be comfortable being uncomfortable, being that low, to, you know, can you, can you, um, one thing that I used to, we used to love to do on Wednesdays was we we'd set up like a, a hurdle gauntlet where you had to jump and dive and roll and jump up yep. again and basically trying to generate power from these uncomfortable positions. And what, what you start finding out about other people is they don't have the mobility. They don't have the explosive strength through their full range of motion. And it helps you over certain situations in the game. Actually it helps you overall, but there's there'll be specific areas in every game where you're like, dude, I just did something that somebody else that is just as talented as me mm-hmm. cannot accomplish because of my mobility because of my my ability to generate force from this this angle this joint angle and all the other stuff all the hand cleans and the squats and the deadlifts the the straw man training it was all super important Made me, you know it kind of made my persona but i what i remember now and what i try to enforce on these guys is like make sure you are the absolute best mover you can possibly be and i think when you watch like T.J. Watt and J.J., yes. you watch those guys now. They are a prime example of guys who are like, what is your number one? What Like you asked T.J. Watt or J.J. Watt right now, like what is your prime, most important thing you're doing? They'll, they'll be like, oh, I want to make sure I can – like my ankle mobility is as good as it can be. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. And you go, oh. And you start thinking like, oh, yeah, that's exactly what the hell we were thinking. We, yeah, nobody was, nobody was asking up, us our opinion.
1: From the bottom up, you know, my ankles, my knees – uh flex bit flexibility in those areas in my hips um you know doing the dynamic warm-up something that uh, uh steve so is it start or uh, van steegan from arizona uh, if i said his mark name for right, mark 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 you know learning that from him in 2001 that that's something i still do every day because you you do the the sumo uh not that you do the sumo squats you do the crossover lunge where your knees and ankles are different angles and that's the modality stuff that we're talking about. And it's kind of guys don't really get into it because it's mostly rehab stuff. You don't think about it where that rehab stuff is actually prehab stuff. right? Prehab. You, stuff, should, right? Be prehab, you be, should be doing that every single day. That's what I learned. So I learned from when I got injured. By the time I got to Green Bay, when I when I tweaked the ankle, when I te- tweak my knee, then I started doing that stuff. I said I asked Flea. I was like, you know how they were really conversation. I don't know. Flea, if anybody, you could yeah. talk with him. You could throw stuff at him; he'll throw stuff at you. Hey, da, da da da! And I said, "What about if I did this, this, this stuff every day? Mm-hmm. You know, just on top of before I go lift or before football practice?" He'd be like, "That'll be that's ideal. We just can't get everybody to go, you know, do that." I'm like, "Okay, bam!" And then I started doing it every day because you- it just made sense and kept my muscles and tendons very flexible. You know, be then injuries weren't a problem, and that's why I was able to be on the field a lot, basically.
0: You You just said something that's like really important too with especially with technology now and the tracking that we do and the monitoring and sports science first when when sports science first came in it was always like no we got to pull it we got to we got to pump the brakes like we're working them too hard and stuff Mm -hmm. and and maybe some of that's true i still think there's something to be said about pushing yourself past where you think you can go and what that Mm -hmm. does for you mentally Mm -hmm. so even if Even if the popular opinion is that you're overtraining uh, on a certain day, or you're working too hard, or you're you know you're 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 going to exhaustion and you shouldn't, and I'm not saying you should do that all the time, correct. But but what I am saying is, we have gotten to this point now that we're so sterile almost with the way that we think about training. It's like we got to do this amount until you until your you know your aura ring says we've done this much. Sometimes you just got to blow it out, man. You just got to go and say, hey, I'm going to I'm going to work harder than the next guy right now. I'm going to I'm going to take a thousand jump shots. I'm going to do a thousand pass sets. I'm going to I'm going to lift the keg over my head until the next guy quits, because I want everyone to know that I'm willing to do that. And you're not because that gives me something mentally that you don't have. Yes. And I just that's I think. Like for me, when I watch guys now, and I think there's a lot of great programs out there as far, especially on the private side. You know, you talk about House of Athlete, Brandon Marshall's Place thing. You know, yep. I think he's got a couple of facilities now. Mm-hmm. I love what they're doing. Mm-hmm. I want to see guys competing all the time. I just want, you just want to, the more that you compete with individually, you go to find guys on different teams. Talk about KJ Osborne last year. Yeah. When you have that opportunity to go and just compete, just, hey, I'm going to go find my limits this offseason. Yeah, because I know that's going to pay off. If I can just, I can go through. I can either go through your program and just, hey, we're making these solid gains, or I can go find my limits. And I can guarantee you, regardless if if physically it does nothing more for you, mentally, man, you have an advantage that nobody else can give you. Nobody else can take away.
1: Yeah, yeah, is is just having when you can. I say the worst feeling is when you come out of a program and you feel worse or you don't feel nothing at all. You don't want that as a current athlete. You,
0: feel like you just wasted eight weeks.
1: Yeah. It's like, why the hell did I come to Arizona or Florida or Texas? wherever this place is? Yeah. What am I? What I don't, I don't feel no better. That's the problem. That's where you, you got to realize that as an athlete, you hope that doesn't happen. But if you come out, like you men- just mentioned, then you're at the place and you want to continue to go there. But then also you want to continue to uh, change things as you're running along <laughs> there too. you know, make well, sure things stay current.
0: And this is, this is like the thing about athlete ownership. What we always talk about is, if you are in a situation, let's say you're at your team facility and they've got, you know, they're catering the workout to the <clears throat> the the lower enthusiastic athlete, right? They're they're just doing three sets of four or whatever, and you're going, mm-hmm. man, I, this isn't enough. Well, then you got to go and say, hey, to the strength coach, like, hey, I'm going to do some yes. more. And if you, you don't, if if you're not okay with that, I'll go somewhere else. I'd rather do it here because I'm already here. But I got to do this. Isn't enough? And if yep. they're if they're going like, oh no, it's enough. You're wrong, bro. That might be good for you, but if it's not good for me mentally and I'm not showing any signs of overtraining, I'm sleeping nine hours a night, I'm eating you know however many thousand calories a day of healthy food. Yep. I show no signs of overtraining. My 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 you know my HRV score is not low. Bro, let me let me, I'm a peacock, man. Let me fly. You know what let I mean? Let me go.
1: Let yeah, me I go. hear you. I understand that last part. Yes, indeed. Let me fly.
0: I got a fan question for you, AG.
1: Cool. Top
0: three. Draftable players or positions for the Packers, Ooh. and then conversely, what could the Packers do with those top picks? Where you you just go, what in the hell is going on?
1: <laughs> so just any picks, huh?
0: Well, yeah. so obviously the guy wants specific picks, and I'm like, well, I mean, listen, if they draft a kicker in the first round, I can tell you, you know. But I I'm thinking to myself, obviously, if they drafted another quarterback first round at this stage, I'd go okay uh, what yeah. are we, you know what are we doing and you could i mean if we, you could if one of these guys dropped you could see him doing it or, or you know something like it um and it's you know the the what positions other than you know, if you don't pick an edge, a safety <clears throat> a right tackle right yeah you know people are saying wide receiver like if you if, if you draft a wide receiver i'm gonna love you goody. Because that is right in the face of Aaron, like that is an Aaron Rodgers like double middle <laughs> Yeah, figure. you've been saying that for a couple of weeks. But, ago. but realistically, if they don't draft an edge defender, a right tackle, or a safety, I'm gonna go like, or you know, maybe the start, maybe maybe you know, Carter's there. Yeah, but I'm gonna go. What the hell are we doing? Or I maybe it, the tight end position even at 15 is 15 15 pick of the first draft is that tight end worthy?
1: Yeah, is it? I would say, I would say, if it's a badass
0: tight end, if that, you got
1: to be any, pretty
0: okay, so you got to be pretty fucking good. Remember, the last tight end we drafted is Bub, and Bubba was Bub was a great player, right? He was a badass.
1: Yeah, he could block but, very well.
0: But okay, you, mm. he was a, he was a unique he was unique, right? Yeah, he was, he was unique.
1: unique. <clears throat> well, I was I not that say, many.
0: There's not that many first round tight ends in the last few years that you're just yeah. like, Oh yeah. <clears throat> Travis Kelsey, George, Kitt, those guys aren't first round picks.
1: They weren't first round draft picks. Let's just be real. They weren't. So i say later in the draft, but first I say for what they needed at 15 pick, I'm a hundred percent on board. It's always, I mean, that's something I learned right away as a player to uh, inventory up your inventory at the edge position at the o line position is always priority in the NFL. If you don't have the best blockers and the bless, the best, um, i uh, say defenders that's coming off the ground, you know, have they got their hands Billy in the Eagles, man. If you don't have those best in those areas on both sides of the ball, then, uh, and you have a 15 pick where there's a lot of edge rushers, you know, guys coming, you know, from the college level that are been doing big things. You got, uh, I'm looking at right,
0: Shit, right Miles, now. If Miles Murphy's there, he's oh. a no brainer.
1: Yeah. You got Carter. If, if he's there, uh, another guy, uh, Tyree Wilson out of Texas Tech. Right, Tyree Wilson's there.
0: a stand, Tyree Wilson's a six foot five. Stand up defensive, like stand up outside linebacker, rush edge guy. Yeah. And he is, he is, I don't know if I'd take him over Miles Murphy or, or right. maybe even not over the Van Ness kid at, at Iowa, but he's certainly in a, He's, he's one of those guys where you look at and you just think, like, oh, he reminds me of any of those Chandler Jones type guys from the Patriots back in the day. Where we're like, God, these guys are huge, man. Right. William McGinnis, you know, all those six foot five monsters.
1: Yeah. So you want to you want to gloss up that defensive front, the offensive front with that 15 pick, um, like going wide receiver is, like you said, just be a shot. But it wouldn't be something that they would necessarily need right now. That's more okay. of a want than a need. The needs are in that front interior because why? You got Jordan Love. That's going to be your guy. You want to give him all the protection and the chances to win with him. He already has the run game behind him. We've talked about it and he has two young wide receivers. He could progress up together with them and then maybe a tight end free agency or later round draft pick tight end. then that you can mature, but then you still have guys that are on the roster that are there. I believe Tyler Davis is still here as a veteran. So you got that to help once you get, you know, bring up that young tight end and gets drafted second, third, fourth round, something like that. But, that first round, that first pick, first couple of picks, got to be somebody that has that has their hand in the ground, basically.
0: Do you think Harry Roseman's blueprint, and I know they lost in the Super Bowl to Patrick Mahomes and he's generational talent, but yeah. the blueprint of we are going to, without a doubt, and by a long shot, have the best combination of offensive and defensive line in the National Football League. I mean, yeah. they've got... I mean, they're going to be different this year, and I know the San Francisco 49ers can make the argument this year that they're going to be the best defensive line right, uh, right now. But you think offensive-defensive line, For I mean, they are literally for days better than everybody else, especially yes. defensive line last year. What did they have, a nine-man rotation? They had eight dudes that had 10 sacks or more or something. I mean, it's some ridiculous number. You know what it I mean? Is, yeah. It's just – They're just
1: – Well, Hargrove's gone now, right? Hargrove is gone.
0: Hargraves is gone. They're gonna. They're going to lose a handful of guys, but – even we I mean, they had Williams they had Robert back. Quinn, they had Robert Quinn for a minute. Yeah. I have all that, and they're yeah. like, I think we'll get Robert Quinn too. What? You know what I mean? I, yeah, I could believe it. Talk, yeah. talk about a, an embarrassment of riches. <laughs> but the but to your point, Jordan Love, if he's your future, bro, you gotta protect him, man. Go get that kid from Tennessee right tackle at uh, number 15. If he's or trade up, like he's I think he's that right? good where you just go, I'm just gonna go pick him up. He's got a mentality that nobody else on this line has quite frankly. You
1: that's know? what you yeah. want. Yeah. You want we don't you don't have
0: you don't have a guy like that right now. You've got <laughs> you've got two really good players, but you don't have anybody who's just like man, that dude's a badass. Like he's going to get in some fights.
1: And that's what you need.
0: Yeah, you need you need one of those. I would love to see that. So th- I would say those top those those three positions, probably those two AG like you're saying, offensive or defensive line. Mm-hmm. If they don't do that then uh, uh let's just go we'll root for the Lions or something, I don't know
1: what yeah, right now they're coming off the top rope oh my god all right let's get some get on get off my lawn here bud oh my god yes okay yes, please do this
0: i heard i turned on the tv this morning and like i hate to do this i hate to be this guy where we try not to do this on the show where somebody says something stupid in the media and then we have to talk about
1: it <laughs> really? but this guy i
0: forgot who it was said oh i talked to nfl executives and they're saying lamar is not a top lamar jackson is not a top 10 quarterback, in their Edgy. opinion. idiot. This has to be the biggest subterfuge collusion BS. That, like, are you 100%. kidding me? How could no. you not be top top 10? No. I mean, he he's is. a top oh. – is he a top – if he's healthy, is he a top three? Yes. Probably. Probably. After last year, is he a top, I don't know, six or seven at worst?
1: At worst, at yes. At worst?
0: I mean, you, at worst, Holmes, Aaron Rodgers, Joe <laughs> Burrow – now you, oh, Allen Herbert, ja- I mean Jackson's won an MVP. He win all he does is win. Yes. And then, here's what's okay. So I started thinking about this right because I'm like, okay, they fire Greg Roman, and they're like, Greg, the offense, the offense, and they brought in Paul Johnson, my old head football coach, to, to teach him some option stuff, right? To like, oh right, yeah, from Navy, system, to make it to make this a Lamar Jackson offense. Nobody said he couldn't throw the football. In fact. After his first year and they're like, oh, I got to throw the ball better. He turned around and threw the ball. I mean, his improvement from year whatever, year one, year two, year two was ridiculous. And he came out and said, like, I made it the point to throw the ball better. Here's where it is. They're the ones who got rid of a sophisticated offense. They don't have good wide receivers. They, I mean, it's it's insane to me. So I, I wouldn't look at Greg. Here, this is interesting. I'm not knocking Greg Roman at all, because I think he was asked to do a job and he did the job as best he could. hmm. So Greg Newman started in, in Carolina as a defensive quality control guy. Then he was assistant strength conditioning, offensive quality control. He made it up to offensive line coach, assistant offensive line coach, tight ends, quarterbacks, assistant offensive line coach. Then he he was assistant offensive line coach for the Ravens. And then in 2011, so I think he went to college. Then he came back. He was offensive coordinator for the Niners and the Bills, assistant uh, or tight ends, tight ends, and then he's been coordinator. I bring this up because I'm looking at this. I'm looking at his past, and he's he's kind of he's coached tight ends. He's coached quarterbacks. He's coached offensive line.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Everything that I guess everything that he's coached suggests that he was the right guy for the job, considering what they were trying to accomplish. Right. And probably, and they're probably right for going to find <clears throat> somebody else, but. One, it was interesting that he went from assistant offensive line, to offense coordinator. Now I'm looking at it again, there was a gap because he went to college. I should have right. figured that out. But, but the, but the other part about uh, this whole thing is like, Lamar Jackson's 25 years old.
1: Yeah, going. on. 26. Signed, 26.
0: 26. And they just signed OBJ for 15 a year, yep. which means, which means to me, like the Ravens know he's he's coming back. They know right? something. I mean, like, yeah. you know, they know, they got to know something. I hope and OBJ is the first. He is the he's the number one wide receiver on that team now. They don't have a yes. number one, right? No. So they have him and Mark Andrews running backs. Yes. You know,
1: and Mark Andrews but, is going to be a target though. Yep.
0: They have a legitimate offense now with OBJ if OBJ is at all healthy. If he's ninety percent of what he was, they have a legitimate offense
1: now. Yes, but you
0: but you have to put this guy. Like the only thing that's scarier to me, the only thing that's scarier than Lamar Jackson running. The Ravens' old offense is Lamar Jackson running a regular offense where he has scramble ability. <laughs>
1: like right. that's
0: actually really scarier to me. You know that's, what I mean? Because like, a I think he-
1: and that's why I play with Ravens on Madden. <laughs> I give people that issue. <laughs> yeah. I decide to run the ball. It's a problem. You know. Um, I mean, it, it is. It's definitely. I 100 agree with you with collusion. With you have a top 10 quarterback that's just sitting unrestricted he does have an offer from the ravens but you don't nobody's not even knocking on the door you know they're not even doing they're doing nothing i just want to bring up some more comparisons all right you got a guy that was drafted same year as him kurt cousins from 61 starts lamar 45 and 16 kurt cousins 30 20 27 32 and 2 all right Kirk Cousins isn't uh, even in the same stratosphere as Lamar. Geist. I know, but they but just look, I'm just looking, I'm not comparing yeah. them in terms of who's better. Just I'm numbers. comparing them on numbers and who's getting paid, salary. What? yeah. Salary. Because Kirk Cousins has right now to this day, 231 million dollars guaranteed that he's earned.
0: But you would say that Kirk Cousins has manipulated he and I'm not like not in a negative way, not, to not a negative way, him, way, he just but he has he manipulated the, the cap right system. Time. Right. He manipulated the cap system better than anybody in the history of the international team and his agent. Yes. Right. I mean, they absolutely did. And he they had, did. He got a guaranteed 90 over three. I mean, he's done everything. I I met with a guy last year. I was on a show from Minnesota mm-hmm. and I, I forgot who the show I was on, but the, the guy, I was talking to a media guy and he goes, he goes, Kirk cousins. This is a Minnesota guy. He goes, Kirk cousins is a guy that is always going to have good enough numbers to get paid and never good enough to win.
1: Exactly. You know what I mean? Which, and that's, which that's it, it to me does make, does not make, it makes zero sense. Thank you. Cause it Lamar Jackson, Lamar Jackson could yeah. throw
0: for a hundred yards and run for a hundred and they still win 75% of the time. Yes. You know I want I mean? that guy.
1: Yes. I want the guy who has the more wins column full the wins then, seem to
0: matter, don't they? Like oh, the wins matter a little bit more.
1: It drives me nuts. I'm like, they're winning games. Yeah. Your franchise, the Ravens, have been on top of the conference or the division, if not winning the, their division, and they've been in the playoff push every year since he's been on a roster. Other than when he's hurt, which quarterbacks get hurt. Aaron Rodgers, been hurt. Broke collarbone, fo- thumb, foot, whatever you want to say. And he's a drop pack. He's a drop back passer. He scrambles around. He gets out of pocket when he needs to. Lamar could do that and more you know he has more rushing he has just as much rushing yard as Aaron Jones who's a running started running back in the NFL for the Packers so that right there just shows the the ignorance of what other organizations are doing just because they don't want the status quo to change
0: well is you know? it it's it, I agree that there's some ignorance to it but the I think the hard part is honestly Greg Roman Invented this offense. He he was told to do a job. Yeah, yep. He did a job based on this guy's unique skill set. Mm-hmm. And now I feel like he got fired. I think Lamar Jackson is quite frankly. I think he's suffering because he was put he was told to do a job in an offense that displayed how unique he is. Yeah. But also other teams don't want to, other teams can't just go. Oh well we're going to institute an offense and I think his point is like you don't have to institute anything I can run it I did you I not don't run see anything. me at Louis- did you see me in right. Louisville I can I can I know how to play pro style I can do whatever you want Yeah they 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 made a decision to do this and now I like I feel like he's suffering a little bit cuz I think an owner is going will do I got to revamp my whole offense. now. I got to go get this guy. I got to get a blackie tie. You know, I got to, yeah. I got to get two, three running backs, blah, blah, blah. I don't need to wide receivers anymore. You just go, no, 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 no. That's not it. That's not what, that's not the problem. Right. But you, you, it's so easy to pitch. It's so easy to look at Kirk Cousins and go, I know I can put Kirk Cousins in this offense. He can run it. And Lamar Jackson, undeservedly so. But because of the unique style of their offense, I would imagine that there are, Probably ignorant people out there going, yeah. "Well, I don't know if he can run the kind of offense that my fans want to see, or whatever it is." Uh, and right? then That's I why mean,
1: you're a losing organization.
0: No, no, th- th- and that's, no, no, no. right, that's why people get right. fired. That's why they get fired. You're no, I'm agreeing right. with
1: you. 100, like, yeah. 100.
0: You're absolutely right. If you All think right.
1: that way as an owner GM, then yeah, that's why your team is not winning.
0: That's why. That's why these dudes keep getting fired. But exactly. It, but it the the nothing ever. The only thing that's what constant is that. Is that the way that these guys usually? You say the only thing that's constant is change. The only thing that's constant in National Football League is how hard it is to change your mindset.
1: As a hundred percent.
0: Aj, let's skip this one. Okay. Uh, are you actually all right? So I'm, I'm I'm listening to this game. My daughter plays in the state. I'm about to say you you want to state, hit this one. You you're a parent state in sem- this area right now. State, state semifinals. Okay. Okay. And um, you're listening to the game on a on a TV, and there, there's you know the, it's like it's very very poorly shot and everything, but you hear parents talking trash to the other team in soccer and i'm like high school i'm trying so i was trying to figure out at what what is an age appropriate age when when fans because at this point the fans are parents to talk trash to the opposing team i was like it's not five no i feel like when i was in high school i know when i was playing ball in high school i i would get because i would start talking back to parents right so i know they were talking trash but i just can't remember when that crossover was because like now it's like my daughter's age, she's a junior in high school. I'm like I my like, parents are talking trash to soccer players, like soccer players ain't trying to talk to you outside. This ain't basketball. This ain't an interactive right. sport.
1: You know what I mean? Things are changing as we yeah, talking right. about with other stuff. That's what it is. It's just I think the world uh, in the parenting world and just in the world in general, you have the part of where you what you see on the screen here, if it's social media on your phone, if you're watching the news or all the, the 100,000 talk shows like our show that are out there and you get the people that they believe that has a little bit of credibility saying things that they think is okay uh to do, or they just forgot for a second because they're supporting their, their son or daughter in a game and don't realize where you at. Stay yeah. in your lane, shut your mouth because you might get kicked out of the game because that, I know for, for a little league, that's what the rule at our field is. And a lot of parents, as we know, nothing against them, but they, maybe played sports or not sports so they don't understand that whole arena as a player as a coach to deal with all that and then you're you're adding on more drama and suspense or whatever and then you're you're maybe most likely embarrassing your kid because everybody knows that's your mom or dad yelling at the other player on the team which there's is gamesmanship.
0: there's gamesmanship of like even over celebrating yeah good that your kids are doing yes versus like talking trash to a
1: Fourteen-year-old
0: to a twelve-year-old, you're like, dude, what?
1: Man, you is got wrong you right? got a four hundred one k, and you're talking to a kid that's just trying to kick a goal.
0: That should be a t-shirt,
1: right? I got a four. You you got a
0: four hundred one k, and you talking trash to a twelve-year-old, right?
1: Like, come on, people, dude, be, so, you could be better. You so your be boy
0: better. LeBron is playing uh, the Timberwolves in a play-in game. Yeah. I don't know if you saw LeBron crowned himself last night after being Oh,
1: no, I did not see that. So he oh, another just... another young adult is crowning himself as the greatest of all time or something. What's yeah. up?
0: Uh oh. so so the Walt Timbers so there's two things. Rudy Gobert punched a guy last night Tim Rolls. I saw guy.
1: that. I saw but that. So,
0: but then Jaden McDaniels, who I don't even know who he is. But the dude walks he apparently he plays.
1: He was he, with the Lakers, he's now with them. That's right. So, yep. But now he's
0: not with anybody because oh. he went inside. He was pissed off after the Oh, game. yeah. He
1: punched the wall. He
0: punched the wall and broke his hand. It broke his
1: own hand. Yes, I saw that too. <laughs>
0: now, I'm going to tell you right now, this happened to a friend of mine. This happened to a teammate of mine in high school. Oh, okay. He missed the layup and he got so mad he punched the – like we had the foam, you know, against the brick wall. Yeah, I know you're talking about He, he missed he it. He missed the and, foam. No, he punched the pad and broke his wrist. Oh. So he was out. So I've seen this happen, but never from right. a pro guy. And you're like, dude, what are you doing? What do you tell your mom when your mom calls, and she just, you know, you you, you pick up ag, she pick up the phone, and you just go, hey mom, and she just like she ain't even saying anything. You know what I mean? She's so disappointed. Yeah. She's just, and you know, or you you pick up your dad call. What in the hell are you? Th- you dumb? Blah, 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 blah. Yeah, you know, and you just go. Yeah, I punched the wall.
1: I, yeah, my I dad lost. would have said, yeah, my dad would have said, how you feel now? Get it all out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's what my yeah. dad would have said. No, my my dad would have been mm-hmm. like, uh, can you
0: just point out where you're gonna sit? Can you go back out and just point out on the bench where you're gonna be sitting for the next two games because uh your dumbass broke your own hand?
1: Yeah, already. I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you know I, I understand frustration in games, hundred percent that. That is that's it's almost a crime,
0: that is a crime of passion, my friend. Yeah, it is, it is.
1: But you gotta, you're a pro, if you're at the pro level, you should be able to reel it in real just as much as you reeled it out, you could reel it in real fast. Because I remember a situation I was in, we were in Detroit, it was a third, it was the Thanksgiving, one of the Thanksgiving themes where we rolled, we actually was the year before we lost to them, lost to the Lions. So mm-hmm. I get tired of tackle. Game. I got tackled by Barrett Green, who I knew in the offseason. He was in Miami, would hang out sometimes, linebacker. The play was completely over. It was like a half a second went, and then I got body slammed. And I look over, and just as – I mean, I'm ready. I'm about to fire into him. And I look at who it was. I Then just as much as it was real, I was coming out where I'm like, I'm about to throw the ball at him, and then we're about to fight. I, I, I saw who it was, and then also it helped they Brett tackle me um i saw who it was and i kind of stopped but brett didn't realize so he didn't tackle me so it is a point where your brain you do go zero to 60 or zero to 100 but then you, just as much you could calm it down regardless of who's in front of you you know it is as a pro you should be able to do that i know it's tough so
0: the only difference here being that you were going to hit a human
1: <laughs> <laughs> i was like what because it's like the play is over the dude's gonna hit a wall like oh, yeah, I'm a yeah, I'm a, but I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna swing at a helmet. I already know that's a no fly. You just no, tackle yeah, the guy cool. and then you just wrestle. It's just been a UFC fight. That's all it would have been.
0: Yeah, yeah. that's a tough. That's a tough one. I, I think everybody's got one of these in their in their history where yeah, you, either you, you either did it or you were this close to doing it. But to do it right now when you just got you got to play the Lakers in a play in game.
1: Yeah, you played a any type of sport. You've had this moment. You've had any sport. You've had this moment.
0: I had a, I had a. <laughs> My teammate was a soccer captain and he got real angry and uh, he tore a, a water
1: fountain out of the wall. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> was this a really put together water fountain?
0: Uh, it couldn't have been that, right? Right. That.
1: And that's tough. If it was an older building. Oh, yeah. Then that was yeah. industrial. He style. Had,
0: yeah. Yeah. He, was, uh... he went ham. But I'll tell you what, that's a, that's, a, that's a, the fun about sports is how passionate we get about it. It's it just is, yeah. sometimes you don't control it as well as you should
1: no nope. you're human you know that's what we are we're human so uh all right mike man great show today man uh let everybody know where they can find you at on social
0: yeah mike, well, 68 on twitter process to perform on instagram ag a pleasure as always man
1: yep it's fun big fun as usual so you can find me on Insta- or instagram and twitter Green 30 all one word and also at Mind Green's gamers lounge on TikTok. check us out Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.
0: Mike Rowe here with a radical idea. If you want to see more companies make more things in this country, buy more things from more companies who make things in this country. I refer in this case to the incredible t-shirts, sweatshirts, blue jeans, and more made by my friends at American Giant. Everything American Giant makes is made in the United States. And right now, you can take 20% off your first order at
1: American-Giant.com slash Mike. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike.